0: Well, thank you. Um Miss Zoom.
1: Mrs Zoom. Mrs Zoom. Zoom. Uh,
0: the uh I just we just started a podcast the other day and the voice was different. Have you heard the different voice yet? Or you've heard that same voice the whole time? Same. Oh, there's a new voice apparently. We had a different person, but I think it was because I was on the web application cuz so I couldn't get the app one to go. So I was on the web pulling up the Zoom. Anyhow, uh welcome back to uh fitness in relations season two. Woohoo. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I think we're woohooing because we're starting <laughs> we are starting again. Doesn't it feel like we're accomplishing something already, right? You know, those goals you set to have a podcast be consistent. This is actually proof, right? That we're actionable and we're
1: doing
0: it. We're following orders and we're doing it. So welcome back, Melissa. It's good to see you again.
1: Say something. Some you can't just nod your head
0: and smile. I You're pretty smart.
1: Much missed our conversations this summer.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we're going to um, we're going to have a short one today to uh, just tie that in. We're going to discuss uh, what's been more so uh, top of mind for you. Um, uh, but also, you know, we thought it would be, a, uh, an easy way to ease ourselves back into some more intensive topics that are usually a part of, uh, fitness and relations. And, um, how about this, uh, to kind of warm, uh, everyone's mind up to it. How about, uh, we each give a little bit of, a of a, uh, we'll put it in time frames for June and July. Um, your your uh, short but short synopsis of how the summer was for you and then I'll do it and then uh, we'll get into talking about how that applies in fitness today.
1: Um, I think the most memorable part was June was a really busy month. Um, I traveled quite a bit and it was just a great reinforcement of it's fun to go outside of the country but the United States has so much to offer Mm. Um, if you stop trying to go for the most known location. I went to Alabama and went to a really small town and just such an appreciation for how beautiful um, the South is and the nature there. Easy to find places to hike and just great people. Everyone was so friendly. And, did you, uh, did you
0: do it specifically for that, that you knew there wasn't going to be like 10 million people going there over a period of time?
1: I love to go to the places people don't want to go. Cause I think those are where you have the best conversations. You meet awesome. the kindest people. And the land is still kind of untouched, um, so it just made me appreciate again what a beautiful country we live in, um, and that you don't so, need a gym to um, to stay fit and be healthy. You right. Know? Just pull up you know, all trails, and you'll find a place to go.
0: Wow, you know, I have I have up. so much to ask you, but I can't just do it out of the, out of uh, um, to make sure we don't take up the whole podcast. Uh, I love that idea, and we should have actually pre uh preempted this uh podcast and our recording with uh, all my questions I'd have for what you discovered in in Alabama but that sounds uh that sounds awesome. Uh sorry. one sorry go ahead.
1: I was just going to segue into you.
0: Oh, uh before we uh, sh- uh discuss mine, uh what made your what made the gym busy in June? Was it that you did some traveling or that it was yeah. just Okay. Uh-
1: well, actually you know i think we always think of summer as being uh in the gym a slow time okay but um we've actually had quite a big influx of clients throughout this summer oh and i think to my testament earlier before we got on at least here in the bay area is there really is no set time anymore of summer summer and kids are home it's mm. very transient of like what is summertime yeah so, um, the typical seasons of like when people join gyms and that being an after September type of thing, I just don't think it exists anymore.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that question then in a little bit because I'd like you to open up a little bit more about that for uh, our conversation for today. Uh, for me, yeah, I <clears throat> this was my uh, I think 2015 is when we started going up to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So this is our eighth summer uh, that we're there. Uh, I would say it's uh, it was the top out of all the eight, if I was to rank them, uh, because I, I pretty much, uh, just spent time with my family and, uh, nature and, um, and read books. Um, and there was a couple of other things outside of that, but, uh, so that was awesome. And it's, uh, you know, although it is good to be back in front of a computer, uh, having, you know, real life discussions with people again, um, and talking about, uh, topics that are particular to fitness, but, yeah, it was quite enjoyable. So um On uh, well, that, when yeah. you're
1: away like that. Yeah. Do you find that it's easy to not have a fear of missing out of anything here or coming back to Arizona?
0: Um I think I uh I think I worked through my own insecurities um of myself that I think give a lot of people that feeling. Uh, I worked through that, um, number of years ago, um, of, uh, if you, I hope you're picking up on what I'm throwing down there, but like, you know, working, like, what, what do I mean in the world and what, and do people besides what I think people have a perception of me, uh, do, or is that just in my head? And I, I worked, you know, worked through that, um, Not not an identity crisis, but an identity, like, you know, thing uh, where I just started to recognize I was creating all those stories as to what I was told I needed to be a part of. um, Or society told me that, or someone else told me that. And so then I I moved through that. So I don't end up uh, feeling like that, Melissa, um, over this past summer or you know, a number of summers in a row, um, where I actually almost feel like the opposite. Now that I'm here, I actually feel like I'm missing out on kayaking in the morning time, you know, and uh yeah, and just let's call it being off the grid or not connected. Yeah.
1: I know we talked on that topic before, I think on a previous one, but it's like, Missing those pieces, that it's hard to do back in your day to day, right? Like you're not on a lake anymore to be able to go up and go kayaking. Um, and I think that's like, as people come back from vacations, it's like, that's always the hardest part is like, you're so much happier when this new routine where you're out in nature and it's hard to replicate that sometimes in our regular.
0: Yeah. Cause you almost have to make, make real it. Life. Yes. Yeah. Cause you almost have to make it uh artificial, right? You know, so when it's December time and they're in the gym and it's dark in the morning, you're like just envision that you're on that lake, you know, <laughs> uh, in the summertime. Um, but this tie- that that uh, your questioning and my comment here does tie into what we're going to discuss indirectly today. Was I think uh, this false sense of freedom that people have um, because we, I'm, I'm going to say, generally we. You know, we think that we have all these freedoms for what we want to do for physical expression, but it's a lot of things that we set up in our own lives that prevent us from being free. You know, so you know, to the point where I'll hopefully I'll segue it here, and you can you can take it from there on the summer schedule. You know, people need to remember that they are responsible for coming up with the scheduling or the timing or the consistency or whatnot and uh would you agree that sometimes you got to work that you got to you know work through people with that like you're probably preparing people for quote-unquote summertime and the schedule and the life around that you know throughout the year is that correct
1: yeah I I think
0: like getting them ready for you know um
1: even now it's like as we get ready to we call this today's podcast like back to school as we get ready for that it's like whether you have kids that are in school or not, it's like we're losing some freedoms of summer. When your kids are at home, it does allow you a little bit more freedom around your schedule because their schedules are a little less bound to so many activities typically, or the evenings can be more free. The days are longer, right? There's a yes. little bit of freedom there. So now it's like, as that starts to go away and we get back into tighter, rigid schedules of school time, How are we? how are we prepping? those changes and how are we still assuring that we're putting in those windows of opportunity to be outside or to still have our fitness routine um you know i think in a for a lot of our clients in the gym their aerobic work simply gets replaced with outdoor time during the summer and as that starts to go away it's like we've had to build in these seasons of now we go back to doing aerobic work inside the gym right so it's like we do have to create these like false not hmm. false, but it's like, yeah, we are rowing inside versus out, you know, going out on our paddleboard on the lagoon um, yeah. once we're back into school time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How much um, What what's more difficult, uh, preparing individuals to get ready for cons- some consistency for the summer or preparing individuals to get ready for the energy that's felt in the back, the school, you know, consistency?
1: I think prepare and go back to school. Um, I think that's where every season that we do this, we can go back to the habits that we've refined a little better the year Mm -hmm. before and what's worked really well for us or just have that reflection of what made us feel our best um, during those periods. Because in the summer, like, you know, we've talked about, it's like, it's sunnier, it's longer days, right? I don't have to help people find ways to go move as, you know, like we just go do it. Mm Mm-hmm. There's Mm -hmm. more activities going on. There's music in the park. So people are walking to go Mm. do an activity, right? Mm -hmm. Your friends, like, invite you over to have a barbecue. So you're playing games. Like, we're just more active and, I think, uh, more social, which makes people have better, better, healthier routines Mm. than when it's fall and winter.
0: Mm. Do you think there's any difference in uh, um, a generalized male female discrepancy in the either uh consistence like getting back to being consistent or um or getting back into like the whatever you want to call it the the structure we're calling it back to school but i'm trying to loosely involve everyone right people who are not in a in a partnership people who are in a partnership people in partnership with children you know trying to involve everyone there but do you see any any differences in the trenches that uh, that come to mind with like, w- you know, are males more excited to get back to like the the bang, bang, you know, the thing or are females more excited? What are you sensing there?
1: I think men do are more atypical, at least in a lot of our settings where they like that structure of like, give me my routine. I want this continuity. I like these things. They do better when they have a plan than this like free flowing time of like, just do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd say at least what we're seeing in the trenches is, you know, if you do have children, it really is dependent on who is responsible for most of the children activity. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of mothers, summer is a disruption Mm -hmm. because you no longer have control of your schedule. If your kids are home or if they have summer camps or activities that they need to be driven to, it usually is going to fall on one parent more than the other to have Mm -hmm. to shift their schedule to manage that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're getting to a place of some more equality, but majority of the time that still does fall on mothers where, mm-hmm. you know, you may have had this perfect routine around your fitness and how you were doing things, but now you don't have access time to go, you don't have that access to time to go to the gym because you have to get kids to different places or your kids are home and you no longer have childcare support to make that happen. Um, so I think that's the hard part is now moms have to like, you spent two and a half, three months of being thrown out of your rhythm. And now we have to get back into this rhythm again.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I I was trying to, uh, as I was asking it, I really couldn't like see a super easy separation, but. um, Regardless of who the person is male or female, there has to be some kind of. um, i read a wall street journal article the other day on, you know, on advice given on uh, marriages of one has there has to be a chief financial officer and a chief chief operational officer in the household um, and regardless of who is the best at those someone has to manage one or the other and to your point I was thinking of yeah it's the it's the mom or the female that generally ends up being this chief operational officer of managing you know 37 different things In that transitional period. But then, as I said that, um, you know, back to my question of who would enjoy it more getting back into the quote unquote grind. I actually think that more females um, have a skill uh, to be able to do all those things um, at a much more effective rate, honestly uh so although it looks like it's you know back to the grind the nine to five skill you know skill of just like checking off shit and getting it done um also inside of that there's a lot of shit going on depending upon again who the operational officer is of the house and who is like uh managing the whole system so uh yeah i don't really i don't really think it does split with regards to sexes on that but uh but would you agree there is there is there is there is a transitional period there, right? If we are if we were going to generalize into, let's say uh, uh, a man and woman and children, you know there is a transition period there of obviously back to school and then switches that need to be made from this quasi, you know, laissez faire feelings right. into. Into I think as uh,
1: coaches, or if you have clients like that inside your gym, it's like knowing that these transitions are coming. It's a great time just to ask those questions of, you know, what works, what worked well last full year, what has changed over the course of summer, or what parts of your routine have shifted and changed and what needs to be put back into place to make this year successful. Yeah. Um, the most common trends we hear is that yeah, I was just about we, to
0: ask you, give us some example,
1: meal prepping, or just okay. conscious meal prepping. Ty- mm. Typically, um, is something that falls to the side during summer, just because mm-hmm. the kids are home. So you can make lunch during the day, or mm-hmm. it's a different setup. Sometimes they go to camp, lunch is provided or things yeah. like that. So just um, the amount of food we buy or how we prep meals looks different in summertime than it does throughout the rest of the year. Mm. Um, Also, depending on where you're located, there's usually a lot more access to fresh fruits, fresh vegetables and things like that. So um, those typically, like if you think about cutting up a piece of fruit or making a salad, it's not so much cooking time, Mm. right? So it's like just getting back into this concept of like, I need to pre-plan what I'm going to eat for the week or I need to have um, more prepping around like, what are we going to make for dinners and things like that um, as time as time shift throughout your day or kids have more activities again, maybe during summer you're having more dinners as a family because kids are no longer in like a sport mm-hmm. or doing after school activities. So you can have dinners together again. That shifts for a lot of people once school starts back up.
0: Yeah. And it's possibly later. Would you agree? Later oh, yeah. day eatings possibly too. I don't know why that happens in the summer. Maybe later days, later sunshine. Yeah.
1: You know, we all, we, we were sitting having family dinner last night and we all noticed like the sun, setting slightly less earlier mm. than it did several weeks ago Yeah, um, and how that shifts things.
0: Um, Take me back to, I, I said I was going to do this, but take me back to, but I have a new way of phrasing the question I was going to ask. Take me back to your um, your younger, uh, I'll just kind of give you a timeline, maybe in your early twenties. Um, when you were, and I'm not gonna assume this is the case, but for I'm asking it for you specifically, but maybe an avatar of a younger female, uh not in a committed relationship yet. Mm-hmm. That um can you can you give us an idea of the senses of transitions at that time? And this in the sense of uh maybe what summer felt like to you then. And um I'll maybe try to, you know try to remember what it was like specifically for me and see if there's any uh, connections to that.
1: Let's go back to like later days. That's what the first thing I would mm. think of as summers when you're in your twenties is like, you stay out late, just being outside with your friends because it's mm. not cold. Right. It's like the sun doesn't set till eight o'clock. You know, I go to bed at eight 30 now. And I think back to like, how do I stay up till like midnight every night, just like hanging out. Mm -hmm. And that was so normal because you didn't wake up until, you know, eight or nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. I don't even know what time the next day. Mm. Um, I also think uh, the biggest conversation I have with a lot of younger clients that come into the gym is just like this. Something shifts once you get your first real job or you don't have all the time in the world to work out whenever you want to. Mm -hmm. In your 20s, you go to the gym, you go run in the morning and then you go to the gym because you just have like this endless time and the perception of stress is so different then. Yeah. You're more yeah. worried about your friends, or like, what does a life stressor in your early 20s it is? No, is not the same thing as at 28 or 29. Once you've gotten like a full time job and yeah. financial stresses,
0: yeah, I don't think it's any different either for the stereotypical male at that point. Um, and it's ironic that I mean, we are we're generations apart, and um, I think we're generations apart, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the classic definition yeah. of a generation, right? Um, yeah, but it was the same I have the same feelings, but and I don't think really um I'm thinking out loud here. Um I don't think it was any major difference in the sensations around what summer felt like for an early 20s male or female. Or I don't think there was much difference. Um, with regards to that transition period, you just knew that the, you know, quote unquote, freedom that you like the ultimate freedom that you felt as a teen, um, you you still had tastes of it in your early 20s. Um, but I think I think things did change, though, for this. Um, uh, let's call it the stereotypical roles once a partnership and dependence were established. You know, then it did change up that, you know, quote, unquote, what did summer feel like you for a male? Or what did summer feel like you for a female? Um, it, It's we started to get, you know, transition into these specific roles that, you know, changed up then. So, yeah, I remember the same feeling. Uh, just this as a as side, uh, my well, my 20s was still in the East Coast, but even in Calgary, Alberta. um, But I'll say in Newfoundland, like, I mean, in Labrador, the sun didn't set to like 1030 or eleven. In the summertime. So you can imagine what a younger, young uh, boy is up to. Um, You know, you you just fill in the gaps, basically. But it's funny, I think of the same thing. But we had an extra couple of hours on you, which is uh, crazy to think of what could get done. And the sun came up at 4am, I think, or 330 or something in the middle of the summer.
1: So wild.
0: Yeah. So it was almost think, all was up. I
1: always think of it as like summer camp. Summer is summer camp in my mind. Yeah. I, I, ran, I worked in summer camps for so long. that I just think of summer was like being out. Like if I was working, I was like a counselor somewhere. Yeah. And but those days ended at like two or three. And then it was like, you go home and you go hang out with your friends for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. How much of summer camp was really uh, to just babysit uh, because kids are not in school? you know cuz i would assume a lot of parents still worked right i mean how many jobs uh how many jobs do your clients uh have that once summer comes they're like hey you know i don't work now no, very, very right very. it's almost it's very infrequently now right yeah like a really high percentage so yeah so it just goes back to the summer camp idea it was a uh, it was an opportunity for uh just because we weren't in school is for us to do things you know during those periods of time because our parents were still working you know mm-hmm. or when well, my dad was working. Um, yeah well, that transition period uh, is it going okay thus far I mean we're what what would you consider are you well you're not are you even into it yet in your neck of the woods of back to school or is it coming we up?
1: One, we had quite a few um, schools start last week. We have a lot starting this week or the middle of this week. Okay. Um, yeah. It used so to be when most mind. started at um after Labor Day. But mm. now a lot of them are all starting within this last week and this next week. Mm. Start back to school time. Um So a lot of our parents are excited for it. They're ready to have their kids back in school <laughs> and go back to there. But mm. it's nice because, again, every season we just like – more realistic of summer expectations – Mm. Right. What do we want to accomplish over the course of the summer? What does consistency actually mean? Got it. Um, What does showing up for yourself actually mean in the summer? Mm. Or like maybe more focus on, again, the sunshine, getting sleep, eating Mm. well, and a little Mm. less focus on strength work. Right. Like maybe making it into the gym to, you know, do our full body training is like not number one Mm. priority at this time. Mm. But like more is like, hey, can you get on your bike more often? Can you do more activities with your kids? Or can you just be more active and shift what you're focusing on
0: mm, yeah that's a that's a good uh that's a good insight into um the transitions that happen and then people having to adjust to maybe working out in a different area or maybe because of that new schedule they're gonna have to work out at a different time or gonna they're gonna have to like you said previously uh number one is food planning number two is probably the workout schedule right mm-hmm. yeah could you give an example of um there's there's two questions here. The first one will be: Can you get an example of a uh, um, just a short snippet of each of the biggest things you're discussing uh, for a male um, going back now um, that you can think of in the mind? It doesn't matter. We're not looking for stereotypical things. It's just just want to give a story and a female um, that's going back. Um, if you can't recall it, I have the secondary question for you. But
1: for a male, I think it still comes back down to, not that priorities are different, but usually it's um, much more conversations around just like making yourself a priority within your schedule, right? If we're, if we're transitioning back into summer, it's like, how do we make these non-negotiables? that These are the days that I go to the gym. This is the time I go and I'm putting it back into my schedule to not allow work to take over it. Okay. So better boundaries because okay. most often that's the narrative of like, I've tried fitness so many times, but I can never just stick with it because I have so much work, right? Work. It's always a combat of work yeah. versus time for the gym. Yep. So for most of that population, it's like, it has to be in your schedule. So work can't get scheduled over it. Mm. Um, so what needs to be put into place, whether that's, you know, making sure we're going to bed again to make sure that we're getting up if we're an early gym person before the workday starts or those things or like, what needs to support you getting in here consistently? Yeah. Any different for a female? For a female, I'd say it's really pretty similar again, but it's like more, I hate to say like, it typically is a harder time making sure that they're nourishing themselves. Mm. Like that is more of a conversation is like they're usually the one that's responsible for those things as well. So it's like, if we're going back to having weekdays and weekends, it's like, we might have to just reevaluate what does a weekend look like?
0: Mm. So it looks like, if I just give it singular words, for males it's uh scheduling and for females it's self-care. Yeah. They could both be the same but you know it comes out it, it comes out in different uh in different ways. Yeah. Um yeah that's that's fairly that's fairly interesting. I as I again take time to reflect back uh my days in consulting yeah it's, you know to to put it into I mean the strictest you know, stereotypical language that I could. Um yeah, for males it it wasn't in my mind, it wasn't difficult. Um, because as a male coach, I would just use uh shaming tactics. <laughs> you know, well, you just can be a loser if you're not consistent. Um, or make fun of them if they didn't want to give up. Oh, you poor fella, you gotta get up at 6 a.m. now. Oh, you can't be on your boat uh, d- <laughs> during the day. Um no, but it generally was around that, right? Like, here's the schedule, lock it in yeah. and come back here with like a 100% score. Now get out of here. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that uh to most females to that. Instead, yeah, I was spending a lot of time regardless of what they did during the day. This could have been this could have been a lesbian couple uh mm-hmm. with no children. This could have been um an unmarried 28 year old female this could have been you know it was generally though across the board um ensuring that they have all shit in place to ensure that they become first in what was, was going on that's generally the the thing that i could recollect back on as well that was slightly different right and it and again, it's like all the percentages and difference between males and females. It's like very, it's very minimal, but there is a there is an overlapping difference in that, in the characteristics and behaviors and whatnot. And um, on that note, do you have do you have any um, uh, male male relationships in your facility, and see if we could like carry over any. I guess, transitions to that without even having children, you know, going back to school and seeing if there's any like characteristics that people would take on. This is going back to trying to dig out if there really is any, any somewhat truth in that, you know, household, uh, different roles taking place in order to make sure that the transition back to school. And if it's not that group, could you give maybe something slightly, slightly off from a, let's call it a stereotypical male, female relationship with children going back to school? To kind of see if we can pull out any characteristics there,
1: even if it's like we don't right now we actually don't have any okay same sex couples um or with kids um but i I think regardless of even if it's not someone who has a child that's going back to school um if it's like we're going back into work time versus just like a different flow of of work and it's a female, I'm still having that same conversation of like what needs to be in place so that we're not searching for coping mechanisms, right? Mm. It's like, well, I need stress management tools. Well, it's like, how do we make these things a priority so that we're not finding ourselves in this state of overstress? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it always still comes back to those foundational things. How are we ensuring that you're getting adequate sleep, eating well and getting enough water? Because when those things don't happen, we find ourselves reaching for these, like I need something to help me relieve stress at the end of the day, or I Mm. need more stress relief tools because we've allowed ourselves to reach this state of like overstress because we haven't made these things a ha- true habit yet. So, yeah. okay. Take a um, scrape
0: of all your consultations now, because you know, what you just said there, I was saying this in the late nineties, right? Like that, that was the, that was the, that was the big thing, right? There was books written on adrenal fatigue, you know, issues on the year 2000 and stress being like the biggest thing that adults are dealing with today, you know, back backroom, we called it like, you know, this, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, right. Just creating all these stresses in our life. Right. Uh, trying to, trying to rise in your corporation, you know, the hustle and bustle of life, you know, and in my profession, it was all about, well, how do we manage this whole stress thing? Right. While, while I had these stressful tools in my pocket, right. It's like, listen, I can stress you out, you know, with physical activity. Um, so the, my, my question inside of there is that, is that, is that quote unquote, I, I shouldn't say trendy, but is that like a, is that a common thing that, uh, the management of stress, is that still at play for both males and females in this transition, uh, yeah. from summer? Yeah.
1: Back. I think that's what most people are overwhelmed for is like this fear of the snooze, str- the return of stress.
0: That they can't handle. Return They're of stress, They can't. It'll yeah, tip exactly. them over. Exactly. Right?
1: That'll tip it over. Yeah. Um, So that, you know, for me is, again, like, if we always go back to just the stress bucket that's been there forever, it's like, Mm. how did we get to the place where it's so close to brimming all the time anyway? Yeah. Like, like we need to assess that. And it's um, funny, one of our clients filled out her reflection this morning, and she was laughing at the sequencing of the questions because it first starts with, like, rating your energy level, and then it goes into hydration, sleep quality, and all the other pieces. And she's like, you know, it's like the writing's on the wall when my energy's a one. And then I look, and all those things were one, it's a clear correlation that when I don't eat, sleep and drink, like I don't drink enough water, eat well and sleep that my stress and energy level goes down. Right. Mm. So she was like, yeah. so just like always coming back to that self-awareness that, you know, um, I can, I can do a ton of stuff with you in the gym, but if you can't recover from the amount of stress you have in your life, it doesn't matter. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, it's so interesting that it's 30 years and it's still, uh, it's still present and I would make uh, some grandiose you know, judgments based upon that. I think that over that period of time, uh, those participating in fitness are actually uh, less resilient overall. And I think it does come down to that. If I was to be asked the questions, I'll just ask for myself, generally and stereotypically, who's more resilient uh, with those things? I actually think females are more resilient um in that in that remember what what kind of new stresses are happening for september or for quote unquote back to school it's chaos right and in my opinion from my experience uh females handle chaos far more effectively now i know that's a very generalized statement as to what i mean by that and i know every, i know everyone has like a top limitation for capabilities right where They hit their stress point and it just spills over. Listen, I get that, but uh, it it does make sense to me that females will be more adaptable to chaos, like it it changes and like you know. And in my mind, I could be biased on this, but in my mind, I hate that, (laughs) you know, because it's unknown, it's not controllable. Um, There's not like a list where you can just like chop off and like you know, I've got this stuff planned in my head. Right, but just listen to me as I say that. That's a that's that's a lack of resilience, right? If you if you can't put up with all those unknown factors. So my point being is that it's quite possible, and I'm looking to see if you agree with it or if you have an example that uh, females in general will probably be more resilient back to this chaotic situation.
1: I 100% agree. Yeah,
0: of course you would. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for you to give me a story like, well, well, I don't know, maybe this one, but. No, it's. uh... I
1: think you'll always have an outlier out there, right? That is, there's always going to be that person that needs. There are women out there like that that need very control. They need to like know exactly what's happening in that board. But I'd say for the most part, or just a stereotype majority, is um, we we thrive well in chaos. Mm -hmm. Organized chaos is you know Mm -hmm. our lives.
0: Yeah, and uh, you operate, you know, tied to biological rhythms as well. You know, and uh, some people, you know, you and I definitely see the power and the positivity in that um, a, lot, a lot for good reason can see it as a burden, but uh, we see the power and the positivity in that and an unbelievable assessment tool. But what I see in it is the more and more repetitions you have of that, that gives you so much experience, right, for dealing with the vector and dealing with uh, changes and, uh, and nuance and, you know, all this uh, this variation, let's say, in in life um whereas we don't i you know as a male i don't have that right so i don't have a massive experience of all these like you know changes in in biology and then psychology attached to that in one month period of 29 and a quarter days i don't have that so i have no experience with it so just to give some insight into you know how that ties in if i can keep going on that um specifically for females is there something that you probably have in your your uh clinical pearl tr- tickle trunk that you would say to females for that for their health of their biological rhythms in transition, or do you see? Do you have any interesting stories of you see females transitioning out of the summer um, state and uh, and their feedback from menses as a relation to going back into structure? Any any feedback on that or something? Females listening in could like take to take to heart and think about more so. Well,
1: actually, I think it's going to be the opposite answer of what you're expecting is um, I think it can be somewhere can be a major disruption for a lot of females in that sense, because mm. we're traveling and okay. um, travel can disrupt just monthly rhythm and cycle okay. for a lot of women, just like we're in new places, um, sleep pattern shifts, right? Sun, moon
0: cycle is different. Cycle.
1: So for a lot of women, it can actually be, a slight more stressful time because like monthly cycle can kind of shift up of the, you know, five days longer. We ovulate, but then our, our site, like our period doesn't begin till maybe like for most women that I've talked to, they have longer cycles throughout the summer. Mm. It goes from a perfect 28, 30 day to maybe a 35 if, if they're traveling. Right. So say you're going from here to Hawaii and then back home, that's a major disruption. You just want a five hour time change. Mm.
0: Do you think that's a uh do you think that's an evolutionary concept of the days are longer um so it's an opportunity for reproduction reproduction cycles meaning like you know <laughs> 10,000 years ago when no one gave a shit about that or knew yeah. uh was it possible that when the sun was up longer in certain aspects on the planet uh females would have some disruption to their uh, cycles to lengthen out luteinizing hormones, surges, or phases of opportunity for pregnancy
1: from a biological standpoint, it would make logical sense to me that yeah. that would be the case. Yeah, um, but I don't know, yeah, I think we have more, that more wall frisky,
0: frisky in the, in the summertime. The you know, everyone everyone's more frisky in the summertime.
1: You're out, you're tan, you're in the sun, that's right, you know, half naked all the time. It changes yeah. things, um, but it's also very unfortunate that I'd say a lot of our clients too is like. You know, again, as long as you're on hormonal birth control or where so many women are unfortunately disconnected from their bodies in that sense, um, which I think can impact, to your point, resiliency, right? Being very in tune with my monthly cycle and the shifts and changes, like, Mm -hmm. I think makes me stronger. And if I was completely muted from ever feeling those things or knowing, um, I think it would make me less resilient or less able to cope with stressors.
0: Yeah, very that's a very strong uh point right there. I hope people picked up on that that uh resilience is not measured by consistency. Right? Resilience is measured by a a natural uh attenuation of the flow and natural attenuation of the variances you're going to get in that. You know, that uh it's not always 29 and a quarter days. This isn't 10,000 years ago, right? The moon is not uh Moon, Sun are not operating to your energy like that. So yeah, that's a that's a really you know, I didn't ask for it. That's a really uh, fantastic point that uh, I hope people picked up on. Um, yeah, the uh, what I was trying to get from today was, um, you know, essentially feedback from you in the trenches for this, uh, you know, starter topic for us of this transition uh, to try to glean if there's anything for male and female differences that could come from that. And really it's it's not, it's more so around, well, what are your, well, there are some areas, like we said, we just finished on with regards to the biological differences, but it's really got to do with, I think, just what your life is. So it does become uber individualized. Would you agree that it's, it's super individualized? Everyone is different. I mean, some people, um, for example, could be a teacher and have a traditional full summer off, right? They're like, no, listen, I'm not coming back to the gym until yeah. the day before school starts, right? Did you ever have teachers that, would, that are like that, would, that right? They, right
1: now <laughs>
0: Oh man it was the greatest I, I I found it so great because as an adult I was like you know you always thought teachers were you know you held them in high regard I did anyways right they're like superhuman individuals right you see my teacher at the shopping bar I was like oh my god it's Mrs. whatever she's actually <laughs> a human pushing a grocery cart around I didn't know teachers did that um but then I became an adult and you know they're like you know, oh, these kids! I want to fucking strangle one of them the other day. I was like, what? <laughs> and then they'd say, like, oh yeah, when I finish school, I'm out of here, and I will not come back until the day before school. And and of course, as an adult, you're like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a lot of work, right? And and they and they, I guess there's philosophical conversation to be had on that too. But I mean, they want to like shut the system down for that whole summer. Um, that could be a show unto itself because there was some differences in, uh, in, um, in, uh, teach, well, I guess versus teachers versus not, or early, early age teachers or sorry, early education teachers who are predominantly female. And then, uh, percentages changed as you got into like high school and even in the post secondary institutions, I guess we could, we could skim that over time, but just because I don't forget, um, I want to take a note, we probably have it down, but on your last point there. I think we had planned on digging into it anyways, but, um, uh, uh, rhythm, uh, and natural rhythm, and also what different kinds of medications can, um, can do for the, just for the concept of resilience. And then maybe I'll, maybe I'll pull in, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction or, you know, hormone replacement therapy for males as a, as a opposite angle to talk about, Oh, you're more resilient now that you're on hormones. Like, well, let's talk about that. So.
1: I think, I think that's a really great one because I actually have had several older, not older, but I'd say over 40 male clients. um, Bring that up recently of just like, you know, what? Yeah. Like, you know, if I actually take testosterone, what's the do, why do I do it? Um, And also just not very much understanding the differences between men and women as we age i think you know again we've been talking so much about um you know as we get into perimenopause and these shifts and like women having that conversation but um you'd be surprised at how many men don't understand that at all and they're like so thinking they're going well, go to be, a
0: surprise, a sim- well, I mean, be surprised.
1: I've had some, some very people that i I'm shocked that I think are very competent people, um, ask if they're going to go through a similar experience themselves as men. Mm. And so I'm like, Oh, I think actually maybe like, this is worthwhile to speak about because okay. I think there is like very much now it's like kind of like a women's topic. So women talk about it and yeah. men are kind of like left in the dark about like, how do they age? and yeah. what's to be expected in your own aging process mm. um so i think that may be a good one for us to dig in on a separate topic as we go through here that Yeah, you can yeah, i on have lots
0: like- to share on that one too. Um on the uh the uh you know the embarrassment and the shame that's felt inside based upon that too, you know this there's a upholding chival- chivalrous standing that the masculine male has to you know uh that's still present inside of society's expectations for that so it's kind of like you know whispered in the room it's not it's not a huge discussion for example which ironically i can give you like a a clear one to show you i I would agree with your point that things are changing on that because in the locker room where i play um, um hockey in the summer times Ah, uh, these two guys were talking about, uh, and of course, I was just a fly in the wall. I had nothing to say to them about it, but uh, they were openly talking about uh, semaglutide injections, you know, and uh, and yeah. not not like, but you give that like twenty years ago or thirty years ago is like, this just it's like it's not going to be up for conversation, you know. So, but that does give you insight into what you just mentioned there. I think it could be more prevalent today for that aha moment to happen. Um, And I do have lots to say on that. I I think, you know, not to end on a a sour note, but it's a, it's a, uh, it it won't be a happy answer that everyone's going to get from my side of the spectrum. I think it's a, I think it's a big pharma move to like, to capture a specific audience. And they have different arms of like, reaching out and saying, Oh, this is how we can get people interested in this particular thing. We'll come up with these issues. We'll say that masculinity is a problem. We'll say that this is how you're going to fix a bunch of these things. We'll get these you know, political pundits to recommend these new genics or, you know what I'm saying? So, and it just starts flowing. And next thing you know, he's showing, I'm sorry, I'm going on, but he, next thing you know, he's showing up in your thing in the summertime at your gym. And he's like, I hear about this thing. And you're like, what? I mean, I didn't know you were discussing that, you know? So,
1: wow.
0: uh, yeah, obviously I apologize. I got so much to say on that as to where it comes from, but it still will, help us unfold that differences between what females and what males will go through as a separate topic once they age and we'll offer the best we can on that.
1: Yeah. That may give some coaches just some, some good insight or yeah. some, yeah. some food to chew on with their yeah. own clients or knowing yeah. how to bridge those conversations or even be conscious that maybe.
0: Yeah. Guys- yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um yeah, don't worry. I'm not gonna we're not gonna leave you with uh no solutions. What what will get coaches excited before we even start it um the discussion on it is that uh some of the tools that you do have in your brain in place, actually no one else is gonna be able to give to these these guys and girls. Yeah. So uh that's something you can get excited about. And it's pretty simple. <laughs> but you gotta, you know, you gotta have the coaching skills, right? You gotta take CCP right
1: (laughs) start
0: there oh my oh sorry well whiteboards came up all of a sudden i don't know why anyways um unless there's anything you wanted to add for today melissa i'll summarize and then
1: summarize and wrap it up
0: okay um it's great to be back season two episode one called back to school uh with fitness and relations uh with melissa and james and uh, we wanted to do a an easy setup um, to start. We're going to come back and do another one next week and then get back on schedule for every two weeks. And today's was uh, basically looking at what really is taking place for you in, in your, in Melissa, in your ecosystem of, you know, individuals and humans going through this societal energy shift between the laissez-faire comfort of summer back into you know quote-unquote the grind and we tried to pull out some differences there in the the characteristics of our show of male and female we got a it was it was good i i, I learned a bit there on the uh, as i always do from you as to what's happening right now in the trenches which was great i appreciate that um and we got a couple things out of there from some variations in the males with scheduling females and self-care possibly in some, uh, some, in some variances. Yeah. yeah. Well done.
1: Good stuff.
0: Okay. We'll see you uh, uh the next one around. Um, are we going to call this uh episode one of season two?
1: Yes. Sure. Super intro.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot.